Queer history is an oral history. Stories and traditions and struggles and triumphs have been passed down through unimaginable pain and ecstasy through all time. What we have gathered for you today is folklore, an auditory collage of queer people connected through the music and art of Taylor Swift, threading our stories and connections together to show just a glimpse of what her music has meant to us. In a world where queerness is commodified, maligned, and exploited, we hope this can serve as a pure ray of light in the darkness. Our love lasts so long, forever. Dear Taylor, you don't ever need to admit it, but if you got that heart rush, the one that ain't slowing down and you got it real, real bad and when everything she is, a smile and that midnight laugh, maybe she's giving you one now and you want to taste her lips because they taste like gold and love her until you're gray and old. If you want to touch her long blonde hair and want her magic touch, because know that also then we would love you just as much because it's okay to have a girl crush and you should know that there's an amazing, warm, loving, smart, creative group of people out there that creates a safe space and the fact we reunite over your music and your lyrics is truly beyond and I want to thank you for that from the bottom of my heart because it really changed my life. I just wanted to say that like um, I didn't really have a lot of queer friends growing up because I, I used to live in Saudi Arabia, which is like an intensely conservative country. And I actually wasn't really exposed to any queer experiences uh, unless you count the L word, which I won't. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, like, listening to your stories, it's just, it mirrors my experiences as a child so much. And then, like you said, like, hearing the re-recordings now, because when I was a kid, I would, like, for example, like, hey, Steven, I would, like, put my, my girlfriend's name instead of Steven and, like, try to change the song. But I felt like the songs were so queer, like, ours, and especially Change, like, Change was my song. And when I was, like, forcibly outed to my family, I would, like, listen to Change on repeat and just think, like, one day, like, things are going to change. And it was just a queer anthem to me. And then when she re-released it, there was, like, the rainbow in the lyric video. And it was so, it was, like, affirming to me that that song is gay. Like, no matter what anyone says, that song is going to be about, like, gay liberation for me and just... Like, thank you, everyone, for sharing your experiences, because I feel like I can finally connect to people who shared the same upbringing that I had, which I, I never connected to that before. No, because that's why Taylor's so special to me, because, like, I'm also closeted still. Like, I'm not in a place where I can come out, but it feels like if we're all here and we're all queer and we can all hear the obvious queerness in her music, it makes me feel like other queer people in my community that I'm not out to, maybe they can see me and know that I'm one of them too. I think this is somewhat universal, maybe Taylor experience for my age group. Um, I'm like four years younger than Taylor. And so 
I think um, Fearless or Speak Now maybe came out when I was like in ninth grade, 10th grade. And I had a friend who made me listen to her music because I wasn't super, I didn't naturally gravitate towards it. Like on the uh, soccer, <laughs> like soccer bus for school soccer. And um, I remember listening to it and really liking it and like relating to like the angst and like this unseen quality of like, I feel like now at this point, like needing to be seen and accepted and not getting that no matter what, like the whole outsider thing. Um, and I didn't know I was queer at the time really. So I feel like for so many of us, like growing up somewhat with Taylor, I think probably slowly realizing things as she did and like still hiding a lot of things um, in my life and like not seeing any other artists mirror any of these experiences, let alone sequentially the entire coming of age and like coming out, possibly not coming out hiding thing is just, extraordinary um I, yeah I can't think of anything like that as well as like her dating either literally dating men or not you know but her being seen dating men and like I believe kind of the kind of compet of it all and yeah it's just it's just amazing to like now be an adult and like see her work that way and like relate to her and her work that way it's just phenomenal it's really different so thanks taylor like that's oh, i agree with so much of what you said because um so i'm a little bit older than taylor and i have a lot of friends now who you know were in compact relationships and are starting to like figure themselves out and come out and that's really an amazing place to be in your life if you're like in your 30s and trying to like figure out you know who you thought you were and the theme that i hear from a lot of these people mostly women is that the what taylor is talking about strikes this like really deep and like uh, angsty place and it it didn't necessarily like click for them until they started to realize all this like internalized shame and all of this internalized homophobia. And for me, it like oh my god, Ivy like all of the songs that you guys just broke down on Evermore, they hit this like teenage gen feeling really different. And everyone feels different when they're a teenager, but you don't realize necessarily that like you don't feel different in the same way that everyone else feels different, and you don't feel um, kind of scared about yourself in the same way that everyone else feels scared about themselves. And so um, I, I think like it, it, it has been really interesting to watch her grow and you know, she's, she's younger than me. And so watching her go through all of these stages just a little bit after me or like right around the same time has been a really powerful validating um, experience at the very least. So like I, I dig everything in what you're saying in terms of like the, the comp head of it all is like really coming to to a head, I think. Um, everyone being locked in their homes and trying to like think about who they are, so. I really related to what you just said um, in terms of like my journey too with this um, and how you phrased that just 
hit so many chords for me because I think um, I was a really strong ally for years before I knew that I was queer. Like, like as loud and proud as the, um, what was it? I'm so emotional, I can't even think of it. Um, you need to calm down, yeah. Um, I was as loud as proud and proud as all of those videos. Um, and I would do so many posts on social media about it. Um, and I think, I just, I think that I've always felt like I feel too much. I feel, I feel things more deeply than other people do. And I feel like I've been like left out of different groups and excluded for feeling too much. And that lyric where she says, I always felt like I much, I look better in the rear view is like, my, like just, to my core how I felt for so much of my life um, even before I realized that I was queer and then over the last few years over the pandemic realizing that I am being in a queer relationship for the first time realizing the depth of that love in my life compared to all of the men that I've dated um, and even her lyrics like um, all of me all of you intertwined like it's even small lyrics like that that are like the difference in what it's like when I've been in straight relationships compared to the queer relationship I'm in um and I just I already felt so understood by her in terms of her always showing that she feels too much um and speaking from that place and now realizing that she's queer too and realizing that she's potentially gone on a similar journey in that sense has hit me in like an a deeper level than I even thought my um, affinity with her life and her experiences could be. <laughs> Hi Taylor. Words are just not going to do this justice, but I'll try. I remember crying myself to sleep listening to teardrops on my guitar in fourth grade, thinking about a crush I shouldn't have. I remember belting, marry me Juliet, you'll never have to be alone. Not knowing why it felt so good to sing that, but only knowing that it did. I remember watching the You Belong With Me music video on repeat at summer camp with my best friend and feeling incredibly guilty about the way I was sneaking glances at her. I fell off the train for a while, mostly due to an emo phase that only let me listen to Screamo, but I came back to you at Folklore, and for the first time in my life I saw us both clearly for the first time. I saw myself, something that once scared the living shit out of me reflected beautifully in your work. Your music has been the anthem of my self-acceptance and self-love. You timed Fearless perfectly with my first queer relationship, and Red was timed perfectly with my first heartbreak. It's hard to put into words what having Taylor Swift playing in the background during all of these momentous firsts in my life has been, but it's been messy and it's been glorious and I'm happy to have you here. We see you, Taylor, we hear you, and we love you. Ten years ago, the host of this podcast, Katie and I, were in my aunt's New York apartment taking our shots at your newly dropped song, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. It was easy to criticize you in those days. Taylor Swift hate was like a national pastime. But you were there, present in our lives as you already had been for years. A few summers later, Katie was working on the mystical New England island where we had met when we were 16. 
She had downloaded some of our favorite recent songs, Out of the Woods and Style, onto her iPhone before she left. And we shared a new era of Taylor Swift love from across the sea. We were best friends, gal pals, shoalmates, who texted and tumblered all day, every day. Later that summer, amidst the salt air and purple pink skies, Katie told me through a phone that hadn't worked for weeks but magically rose to the occasion the moment she knew that she didn't want me like a best friend, and I told her I didn't want her like one either. She returned to the mainland and we spent months going literally back and forth from New York sneaking into each other's beds. I emailed her these words a few weeks into our blossoming on October 10th, 2015, after a bus took my love away from me to Massachusetts. It feels like this must be what love is. Everything looking softer, being brighter, feeling more sensuous, truly like the world in a new dawn after a very long and tired night. Flash forward and we're taking on the world together, living our wildest dreams as lover BFFs. We got married three years in on Christmas Eve wearing our red wedding dresses, taking parts of each other's last names, a ship name if you will, to make our new one golden. Imagine how special it felt to hear daylight for the first time years after, Gaylers and Goldens. Married and living in Boston, in a world changed by the pandemic, Katie felt an intuitive inkling after sleeping on your music for years. Look What You Made Me Do was the song in the cab that we rolled our eyes at, victims of public narrative and radio play fatigue, that she needed to order the clandestine meetings vinyl of folklore. Maybe it was the years of secret moments in a crowded room, the quiet excitement of touching pinkies in the backseat of a cab or kissing in a car wash when nobody can see. Being open was nerve wracking in those days, so new and uncertain, and we didn't have paparazzi to contend with. And then came Evermore, came Ivy, and I couldn't deny that our feelings and experiences were showing up in your music, your queer music, your wear you like a necklace, braids like a pattern, girls and girls in screaming color, celebration of queer best friend love. I feel your heartbreak because I know that love. You have been intertwined with our love story for so long, a golden thread through our golden love. And for so long, we didn't even know. I'm so thankful to our friend Emily and her post about happiness that spurred me to listen to Evermore for that first time. I'm so grateful you've been putting pen to paper, pouring out the longing and euphoria, the heartbreak and the highs. I'm so fucking blessed to be with my brilliant wife, part of this grand tradition of illuminating queer Taylor subtext, weaving community and giving us more and more affirmation of the recognition deep in our bones. She is the best thing that's ever been mine. And I'm so, so happy that you're here. You're queer and you're ours. We hear you, we see you, and we love you. King, queen of our hearts. Hey, Taylor. I've been a fan since I was 14. I'm 28 now. I've always been bi and had flings with other women, although I always told myself it was a phase for some reason. I ended up marrying a man who is the love of my life, so I kind of suppressed it even more because I guess I didn't think it was relevant anyway. But this past year-ish, I rediscovered myself through discovering all of the queer themes and stories in your music. I'd been oblivious to it for 13 years, but it all just made so much sense. All the things I thought were weird about your music just made perfect sense. 
and it was also so validating to my own queer identity, which my husband now knows about and celebrates, not in like a fetishizing way, just in a supportive way. Anyway, in rediscovering your brilliant mind, my admiration grew like 10,000 gold. I love and admire you so much. I just want you to be happy. I want you to know that Taylor Allison Swift is the music industry. You have more power than you know. The Gaylers are here for you when you are ready. If you're not ready till you're 80 years old, it's okay. I'll be reading your tell-all through my bifocals at age 76. I wasn't a fan of Taylor Swift before Reputation. To me, her boy-crazed persona was shallow and off-putting. I could never relate to her lyrics. But then, Delicate happened. This quiet and gentle song had this pulsating undercurrent that hit my soul. As a queer person in a straight-presenting relationship, it often feels like I am invisible. This part of me and my life experiences is hidden to the world. And both the delicate song and music video seems to get exactly how that feels. After listening to that song, I never looked back. I became a fan of Taylor Swift from then on. She gets it. All of us Gaylers picked up the hairpins she's been dropping, and it makes me appreciate her lyricism so much more. Taylor understands the soul-wrenching ache of experiencing same-sex love, the yearning, the pining, the leap of faith to make a move, the desire to keep that tiny, delicate, precious love insulated from the rest of the world, wanting to tell the world but can't for whatever reason, feeling silently heartbroken when that relationship ends. Thank you, Taylor, and thank you, Archer's Pod. Happy Valentine's Day. I was into really experimental and abrasive music, and I still am. I love it, but I was very anti-pop. And The Night Lover came out. Uh, I was really sleep-deprived. I said, fuck it, I don't have anything better to do, so I threw it on. Uh, and something really clicked with me, more than I expected it to. Um, you know, it allowed me to feel more feminine without before I was able to try on any sort of clothes or names or anything. Listening to Taylor's music and imagining myself in those situations or songs let me try on different personas and ideas and feelings. Now I'm non-binary. I'll be starting estrogen within the next couple months. <laughs> so I guess I have Taylor to thank for that. Partially at least. So thank you. As someone who's also stuck in a glass closet, um, I'm in a place where I can't come out yet, but Taylor's music really resonates with me. I love all of her clues and hints that she leaves for all of us. I feel so validated and affirmed when I listen to her music. It gives me hope for my future. 
and that if we're all here picking out the queer love in her songs, then maybe someone out there will listen to what I say and pick up on my hints and my clues, and maybe then I won't be so alone. I love you so much, Taylor. Witty and whimsical, brilliant and cryptic, ingenious and fearless Sagittarius icon. Growing up with your music has shaped me in a way that I'll never be able to fully put into words. A closeted 13-year-old version of myself with shaking hands once opened the doors to my middle school, feeling the burning eyes of my peers, turning to look toward my visibly queer-looking outfit. I was forced to change, even though I was adhering to the dress code, because it was seemingly not an appropriate outfit for a quote-unquote young lady to be wearing. I didn't say anything to anyone for the rest of the day, but I did have your song Mean playing on loop. I felt like you were the only person I could trust as I sit in the lonely world of my own glass closet. Flash forward 12 years and here I am, living in a big old city and watching as all of my middle school bullies stay within my small town, living lives that I am not jealous of. You were right. At 25, I wear what I want, I do what I want, and I want who I want, boys and boys and girls and girls. I will forever be thankful for the brilliant musician whose art bloomed alongside me. Thank you, Taylor. We love you for you. Taylor. Your music feels like a safe space in so many ways, and I want to say thank you for that. So, thank you, and happy Valentine's Day. I'll never forget hearing Seven for the first time in the middle of the night. I couldn't believe that someone had finally put the feeling of queer youth into words. The want to not participate in society and to run away with your best friend. The innocence of feeling like you're different and not fitting into societal ideals, but never really knowing why. The release of Folklore and Evermore specifically really helped me find myself in so many ways. I'm more comfortable with my sexuality now more than ever, and I owe a lot of it to really seeing myself in your music. Even as a kid, listening to Speak Now on repeat and watching the tour DVD over and over felt like true comfort and understanding. Being able to yell, she is the best thing that's ever been mine, felt so freeing. And seeing change on Disney Channel Seen It, yes, that was a thing, struck something with me that I couldn't even piece. But looking back, it was the want to be freely me. Anyways, thank you so much for being a part of my journey. Forever love you to the moon and to Saturn, Taylor. Thank you. As a queer person, Taylor's music means so much to me. I feel very seen and recognized and validated in my love and for who I am. And it's a very special feeling that I don't have with many other artists' work. And I love how she portrays love. It's so beautiful and vulnerable and there's nothing like it really. So I feel very lucky to be a part of this time where Taylor is making music 
for us and re-recording her old work and taking ownership of it. So I feel very lucky and her work means so much to me. When my first girlfriend left for basic training to become an an army medic in 2009, she made a mixtape CD that I listened to like a hundred times a day. It had all our favorite Tegan and Sarah songs, Kings of Leon and Rihanna, but the first track was Love Story and the last one was You Belong With Me. This was two years before Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed and it was the hardest time of my life thus far for many reasons, but your music was there for me then and ever since. Many of the adults in my life expected me to outgrow my fondness for women, and several peers thought it was embarrassing to like Taylor Swift, but I'm proud to still be here and fear. From before I learned civility, through every love story, to perpetually having a hard time adjusting, passed down like folk songs, our love lasts so long. The girl who was at her lowest point would play Peace by Taylor on repeat, wishing she didn't have to hide in the closet. The girl whose parents didn't approve of who she loved played Tolerated on repeat, yearning for her family's acceptance. And the girl who thought about attempting suicide many a time listened to My Tears Ricochet and felt like someone understood what she was going through. Taylor, I see you. As a queer woman of color, I feel like I can't come out. I know I'll be disowned if I do, and that weighs on me every single day. Your music has dug me out of the depths of despair, and I feel I have a friend in you. Thank you for understanding me in a way no one else ever has before. And thank you for growing with me. I love you.